So James, what do you think about the suggestion that yoga is a religion? Well, this question is challenging because religion means so many different things to so many different people. Um, um, so I've just been in India and I just bought a lot of books and including a couple of books by Osho or you know, the, Osho didn't write the books. They were compiled from talks he gave. So Osho was a extraordinary person, an amazing speaker. And it's very interesting in his work, <laughs> in his talks, sometimes, you know, he, he's so condemnatory of religion. And then he's also talking about the necessity for humans to embrace religiosity. But the religiosity he talks about is one that is totally different from dogmatic reductionism. And it's all about being in this, well, I don't want to, it's not that I've, you know, consumed all of Osho's extraordinary output over however many decades he was <laughs> But from the, I've read, I know, probably 10, 20 books of his over the years at least. Um, and some of my teachers are, have a very direct connection to him. Um, but this idea that the religiosity he speaks about is really about honoring life and expressing the beauty and the, the divinity of, of life. So divinity, one way I understand divinity is that which helps us see. So the that we are divine beings because we have this power to see. In other words, we have consciousness. Now, whether yoga is a religion or not, I would say no, yoga is not a religion because yoga doesn't ask us to believe anything. There is no creed. There is no um, compulsion. However, it depends how you understand the word religion. You know, if you think religion is about living in greater proximity to the sacred, then certainly yoga methods, yoga principles can facilitate that. Then when we touch this subject, there's also in the Yoga Sutra, for example, Ishwara is a prominent theme. And Ishwara is described as in such a beautiful way. Ishwara is consciousness, a purusha, just like we are purushas, we are beings that have consciousness. But Ishwara is a purusha vishesha, a particular distinct form of purusha that is basically unlimited. So potentially described in the sutras from introducing Ishwara Pranidhana in Sutra 23. In the next few sutras, he describes Ishwara as not being limited by time or place or circumstance by karma and its fruitions or having a bodily vehicle or any of the afflictions that flesh is heir to. So when we're a human being and we identify with the body, this is made of this changing stuff of nature. It's born, it's going to die. And so we feel a certain sense of insecurity. And then we try to bolster that sense of insecurity by developing a sense of identity with allegiances, preferences. I like this, I don't like that. And we cling to the known and we fear death. So Ishra has none of that. <laughs> Ishra is a purusha that is distinct because it is beyond all limit. It has complete freedom of action, knowledge, will, not limited by time, space, knowledge, any of these things. And then potentially says in the Yoga Sutra, Ishwara can be connoted by the pranava. The pranava means the syllable om. And om, uh, is the first sound we can possibly make in our human voice box. And m mm is the last. 
So Om symbolically means everything. And then potentially says, One comes to the embodied understanding of Ishwara by, the rep, by its repetition. Now, this doesn't just mean by repeating the mantra Om. What it means is by repeating the understanding that everything is divine. From the first, the last, and everything in between, everything that exists, exists in this field of consciousness. So there's nowhere that is separate from consciousness because everything that we experience, if it wasn't part of this field of consciousness, how could it be experienced at all? There is a light of awareness that helps us see. If that light wasn't there, it wouldn't be able to be perceived. So this working definition of God is very inclusive, um, hard to take issue with. Ish God or Ishwara or the Supreme Being or whatever you want to call it, ultimate reality, is a consciousness that is not limited. So it's very different from our human consciousness. So one of the problems that I sometimes encounter in discussions around religion in the world today is many people seem to have this perception that God means a human in the sky who is sitting in judgment. That's not like that's not God in in the Indic view and in many many views. So it's like it's just this this strange. Like the first few days at Sunday school when you were four years old, as if that's the ultimate picture of God. And so some of the famous atheists, that's what they rail and rant against. But there's a whole other way of conceiving the divine or the source of life or the intelligence of life itself that is much more inclusive and much more, I would say, realistic um, and doesn't have the same... Um, well, you know, some of the scientists who are deepest in the explorations that they come to this idea, oh, yeah, there is this consciousness, there is this force, there is this intelligence of life that's so much faster than anything we've managed to measure. Because there are those things that are immeasurable. So for me, yoga is like sometimes people talk about religion and science or spirituality and science. And one of the great problems in the world is that they've become split. So we yes. have chemistry. We used to have alchemy. And alchemy is when you have the spiritual and the scientific working in harmony and there's amazing transformations can take place. When we deny the ineffable, when we deny, you know, even the most dyed-in-the-wool uh, materialist or person who claims to be rational, when you push them on it, generally they come to acknowledge, oh yeah, I have experienced things that I cannot measure, that I cannot quantify, that I cannot describe or fathom or explain. I've experienced emotions like being in love or being in some type of panic or fear that it doesn't make any sense at the, you know, or doing things or experience things that don't all add up. And that's the thing is like, reality doesn't add up. Reality is greater than the sum of its parts. I mean, this is not my, like, this is classic. I mean, there might not, there might be, in Osho's books, he says things like, Sadhguru talks about this as well. You know, it's like science based on splitting things, cutting things up. But once you cut things up, you, you, you can't see, the, 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 like the, the flower with its fragrance. Once you cut it up, you, you, you're no longer able to access the thing that is greater than some of its parts. Similarly with us, if we cut ourselves up, well, we, we ain't going to be able to experience anything. It's like we have to have the humility to recognize, I would say, that I, I'm, I'm of the persuasion that a lot of this kind of materialist viewpoint is very religious in its dogma. 
yoga is a means to engage with the mystery of existence in a practical way. I, I am happy with that statement. Yoga is a means to engage with the mystery of existence in a practical way. It acknowledges that there is a mystery. Now, you can call the mystery God, and I have no problem talking about God, and I also have no problem talking about Jesus or Krishna or Buddha, all these different masters. The way I understand it in the lineages I've been exposed to, you know, all the great masters are all playing on the same team. They all share the same aim, which is the upliftment of all of humanity. Now, their followers, I one time was in the US, I saw this bumper sticker on a car. It said, Jesus, save me from your followers. Because human beings, we, you know, we have all our foibles and our insecurities. And so we often can twist beautiful things. You know, look at the history of most religions. All sorts of things have been done in the name of religion. But is that the religion itself? Is that the teaching of the great master? I don't really think so. So for me, I don't consider yoga a religion. But I think that that question is because it's one of the things, you know, Words like religion, like mind, they mean different things to different people. So um, ultimately, though, I would suggest that the mechanisms and structures and principles of yoga are intended to free us from the limits of dogma. That's my attempt at a short answer today, Judy. <laughs> Great. Thanks very much.